to the latest edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week, we're going to be looking at the case of the Crown on the application of AB and Secretary of State for Justice. The citation for this case is 2021 UKSC 28. And this case is all about how youth justice operates in this country. The appellant AB is now 20 years old, but back in 2016, when he was only 15, he was imprisoned at Feltham Young Offenders Institution after pleading guilty to indecent exposure and sexual assault. During his time in jail, AB was placed on something called single unlock. This meant that he could not leave his cell when any of the other detainees were out of their cell. The only exception was occasional periods known as three officer unlock when three officers were present when he left his cell. Originally, AB was subject to this treatment for the protection of officers, but later on it was done for his own safety. All of this meant that he wasn't able to access the usual opportunities that might normally be available to someone in prison. AB did not receive any education or training, and while he was given an induction for the gym, he was not actually given access. His social contact was limited to the chaplain, mental health professionals and social workers, as well as the occasional table tennis match with an officer, but he had no contact with other detainees. As a result of this, AB issued a claim for judicial review against the Secretary of State for Justice. At the High Court, it was held that the Minister had failed to comply with the Young Offender Institution Rules 2000, and had breached the right to private life under Article 8 of the European Convention on Human Rights. Despite this success, the court rejected the other ground which argued that AB had been subject to inhuman and degrading treatment in breach of Article 3 of the Convention. It had been suggested that solitary confinement of any person under the age of 18 automatically represented a breach of Article 3, or, at the very least, solitary confinement can only be regarded as compatible if there are circumstances which render the treatment strictly necessary. An appeal on this basis was rejected by the Court of Appeal, and so now AB appeals to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The starting point for the justices today was Section 2.1 of the Human Rights Act 1998, which requires courts in the UK to consider the judgments of the European Court of Human Rights. If that court establishes a clear rule or line of reasoning, then the UK courts should follow it unless there is a very good reason for not doing so. This also means that it is not the place of the UK courts to develop the jurisprudence of the European court. Such an approach matches the parliamentary intention of the Human Rights Act, which sought correspondence between the UK and Europe, rather than an enhanced human rights regime in this country. If we take a look at the case law of the European Court of Human Rights in this context, we can see that a consistent approach has been developed. This is the so-called threshold test, and asks whether a minimum level of ill-treatment has been reached in order for Article 3 to apply. That threshold can depend on the circumstances of the case, such as the age of the victim, the duration of the treatment, as well as its purpose and effect. So far as the arguments made by the appellant goes, there is no rule that states solitary confinement of a person under the age of 18 is automatically a breach of Article 3. Furthermore, there is no rule saying that the solitary confinement of a minor will only be regarded as compatible when it is strictly necessary because of exceptional circumstances. 
As was hinted at above, it is not for the Supreme Court to develop the case law of the European Court and create such rules itself. The justices noted that the European Court might well develop such an approach in the future, but until that time the courts in the UK are tied by precedent and the Human Rights Act. With that in mind, the appeal by AB was dismissed and the Supreme Court decided that it would not be appropriate to go on to consider whether the treatment of AB was compatible with Article 3, because that was not part of the legal arguments presented in the appeal, and making such a judgement would be unfair to the Secretary of State. Overall, I think I have to agree with this decision from a legal perspective, even if I personally feel that the solitary confinement of minors is inhumane. Ultimately, if this is a breach of Article 3, then that will be for the European Court of Human Rights to decide, and hopefully AB might be the person to change the tide on this front if he takes his case to Strasbourg. In the meantime, the Supreme Court's hands are tied, and so, despite being the top court in the UK, they might end up just being a stepping stone on the way to the law being changed. I think these proceedings also show that the Human Rights Act is more limiting on the power of the courts than the popular press gives them credit for. Section 2.1 clearly sets a limit so that the UK courts cannot go further than the European court, so any allegation that judges are making the law seem ill-founded. One of the pieces of evidence adduced by AB was general comments issued by the UN Committee on the Rights of the Child which state that solitary confinement of minors should be prohibited in all circumstances, but once again this is only persuasive evidence, and shows that the Supreme Court relies on legal arguments with a solid foundation. Finally, before we finish, I think it is also worth mentioning that the Equality and Human Rights Commission intervened in this case. In the past few weeks we have looked at cases and comments from Lord Reed that object to the role played by pressure groups in legal proceedings, but this is another example of a positive contribution they are making to the development of the law. If AB had brought the case himself, he might have simply been happy to succeed on the ground that the actions of the Secretary of State had breached the domestic regulations. But pursuing the Article 3 issue has raised important legal questions, and has only likely been possible because of the help and support of the Equality and Human Rights Commission. If the barbaric practice of subjecting minors to solitary confinement is soon put to an end, then Lord Reed may well have to eat his words. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com for providing the theme tune. It has been a while since we have had a review on Apple Podcasts, which might be because Apple have been messing with their apps. Anyway, if you do get a chance to leave a review, then it makes a huge difference to their magical algorithms and helps other people to find and discover the show. Plus, I will read your name out on the podcast so you will get your moment of fame too. In the meantime, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!